Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, welcome back. It's been a few days and I've missed you. Um, uh, This video is going to be about why is the new supply, the old supply sometimes but first of all, I just wanted to start out uh, with a few thoughts. Um, again, new subscribers. There's a lot of new subscribers. That is so fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. And some of you have said hello, which is great in the comments. I just love I love when someone actually introduces themselves and, you know, they say I'm a new subscriber and hi, it's just lovely. Also, you'll get great help here. It's a brilliant place to be. Um, other subscribers on this channel are just really, really caring. Um, as well as that, I was just, guys, I was out on a run. I've gotten back into it there recently. You know, on your healing journey, you can sometimes, you know, you can get off the horse and you have to get back up again. So that's what I've been doing. Now, when I say run, I'd say like uh, a hen could probably run faster, but I keep the motion up and it's a fantastically good feeling. If any of you, you know, want to do it on your journey, um, there's actually a really good app called Couch to 5K. And it's a really good app if you have never even run before because it starts you off walking and running. Anyway, when I was out on that run, a saying that... Um, an ex, a husband of mine who was definitely not a narcissist, he used to say, I have to get it right now because it's Italian, illegitimate, uh, non, I think, or con, non carborundum. And I was thinking about it out on the run. The translation, if you don't know what it means, because I probably said it wrong in Italian, um, is don't let the bastards grind you down. Don't let the bees grind you down. And really, on part of your healing journey or your whole healing journey, we have to advocate for ourselves because, you know, how dare they have told us, given all these insults and told us we were rubbish and told us we could and couldn't do different things. Well, that was a total fallacy because we were doing our level best and we were doing really, really well and helping these narcissists along. And it's total projection when they tell you that, you have nothing going for you. You have everything going for you. So it's time on your healing journey to really advocate for yourself and show yourself exactly what you are and the world exactly what you are and who you are and what you are capable of and get that back inside you exactly how brilliant you are and how capable you are. Because once we get that love back in the pot inside, then we can go and love other people genuinely. But this pot here, this has to be full first. That's the little speech over. Um, it was just a thought I had out running and I thought I really want to share that with you guys because it can keep you going. So I think it's illegitimate, non-carborundum. And anyway, if anyone wants to pull me up on that and give me the correct uh, saying, go for it. Okay, guys, so let's get into it. Right. So the narcissist doesn't always discard us or we discard them and go off to this amazing soulmate, wonderful new person that, you know, that sometimes they put on social media and sometimes they keep hidden. It's not that easy for them, as I say, to get someone like you. 
or me. Um, what they do often do is they often go back to the supply from before you or they go back to what we sometimes see referred to as their forever supply or their transitional supply. So I'd like to I'd like to describe the types of supplies that they go back to and why they go back to them and how it plays out. And I hope it helps. So narcissists, there's two types of supply narcissists will go back to. One type of supply is a non-awakened empath who has become codependent on the narcissist. And the other source of supply they'll go back to is another narcissist. Oftentimes, the person that they will go back to is someone that will have they will have a vested interest with. So it's often the mother or father of their children. Let's take the non-awakened empath. So that's the person who is empathic, who's a normal human being and who has had great love and support for the narcissist. They haven't got the knowledge. And if we hadn't got the knowledge, we may have taken the narcissist back numerous times trying to figure out how we could possibly help save the relationship, save the narcissist and you know, give our love and make our, our love conquer all if we hadn't got the knowledge. And even sometimes when we do have a little bit of knowledge, we're still tempted to go back. So it's the people that aren't fully awakened and that are are have become codependent. I'll do another video on this, but empaths and narcissists would be predisposed to be codependents. The narcissist is definitely always a codependent because they always need other people to take from. Empaths are natural givers, but when they're healthy and awakened, they can give to themselves and to others in a healthy way. If they're not awakened, they can fall into the narcissist's trap of giving to the narcissist and feeling good about it, but then being guilted into um, giving to the narcissist and then becoming codependent on that activity to try and save the narcissist or save the relationship. So if the narcissist was lucky enough to have a previous partner who was an empath and they're still not awakened, they will often jump back to that because the supply was so supreme. And that person may well stay with them for another cycle of narcissistic abuse. The narcissist may may prolong the transaction, but more usually than not, the empathic person will again start to try and impose boundaries because the more the empathic person sees what the narcissist is doing, the less pliable they become. The narcissist... Um, if he's going back or she's going back to another narcissist. They do this, guys, because narcissists have this kind of. What do you call it? A kind of respect for the transactional understanding that the other narcissist will have. I'll just give you a scenario now. So say there's two narcissists and 
your narcissist is going back to the old supply who was also a narcissistic, their narcissistic ex. What happens with them is they kind of recognize this need in each other and they also respect each other's view on life. They call it kind of, oh, this no bullshit view and, you know, we know how to get on in life and don't, you know, you don't go into all that lovey-dovey, givey stuff. They've kind of copped on to each other, but they know that they can have a mutually beneficial, uh, they can step up together in, mutual, in a mutually beneficial way. So if the narcissist, the returning narcissist to the ex-narcissist has something to offer them, they will engage with with their ex and the ex will engage with them. I'll give you an example. Supposing uh, your narcissist has children with the ex, their ex narcissist. And by getting on well with their ex, old supply narcissist, they can keep the say maintenance money down by getting on well with that ex. And they can also have more control of them by getting on well with them. Then that's a mutually beneficial situation for them. And they can also plot and plan together. They also kind of subconsciously recognize that if they help this ex, this narcissist, that this narcissist will be mutually helping them. Because if they're helping the, the narcissist to be in a financially better position or to go out and hunt for, say, a, a rich next partner, that they will benefit financially from, from propping the narcissist up in between supplies. Also, they're happy enough maybe to go along with with their, their ex-narcissist returning because maybe they're going to get a lot of sex out of it or something. And for a period of time, they enjoy the interaction. Two narcissists can work together, but they both have to be getting something out of it. And oftentimes this comes a cropper because one is going to let the other down and it's not going to be equally balanced. And when that happens and they're both trying to assert control over each other, it all falls asunder again and the blame game comes in and they start to blame each other again and they both separate and go off and look for a new, new supply, not an old new supply. All these supplies can get a little bit confusing. But also don't forget, if they do go back to the old supply, it doesn't mean that they've stopped grooming a potential new supply. Uh, someone who's out there as a a candidate for the first position, um, the first lady position or the first man position with Mr. or Mrs. Nark. So, yeah, so there are the two types of old supplies that they will return to. And sometimes, and more often than not, it's a transitional uh, period. I know some of you would probably say to me, well, Paula, you know, this guy I was with or this gal I was with for two years, they returned to the Rex who they'd been with, say, for seven or eight years, and they're still with them three years later. And I'll, I'll give you a scenario on that now. It kind of goes like... The devil you know is better than the devil you don't sometimes. Um, not usually, the narcissists don't usually get back together and stay together. They've run their course. But you can get an unawakened empathic codependent who really, really, really believes in the narcissist. 
And they believe it's true love that the narcissist has returned to them and always comes back to them. And the hope, unfortunately, is always there. But the story is always the same. And guys, if you've experienced this, if you've taken the narcissist back, narcissist back and it's been kind of more long term that they stay with you and then it all falls asunder again. Please let us know. I know there are some real long termers on this channel and they've been with the narcissist years and years and they do say that they regret the time that they were with them and that the narcissist was up to their tricks, their narcissistic, their narking tricks um, all along. What, that, what will be happening in that case is the narcissist will be using, using the codependent empath as a kind of a resting ground to get their physical needs met, um, as a kind of an old soft punching bag where they can kind of rest up until they feel that they're ready to jump again and they've spotted a a very a, a new supply with huge potential and they will use that old the, their old supply to kind of to get fit basically again to go out on the hunt and to then lock down a new shiny supply and unfortunately then for that long term codependent unawakened empath they will suffer yet again another discard or they'll suffer and have to put up with if the narcissist is to stay with them a huge amount of cheating going on in the background and the narcissist will basically be having his cake or her cake and eating it so on to the next point guys why does the narcissist what are the reasons the narcissist makes his new supply, uh, makes his new supply his old supply? Or makes, sorry, makes his old supply his new supply. There's too many supplies going on here. I'm getting confused. Right. Well, the first thing is it's a kind of a safe landing pad. Um, they know the person they are still in control of the person and it's convenient. It meets their needs. And you can kind of say to me, but Paula, like why on earth's name would they leave a really good situation and go back to something that was less? And also why would they go back to someone that they said they wanted dead on a continual basis, maybe for two years? They said that uh, ruined them financially. They said was the spawn of the devil. They said was crazy. They said was alcoholic. They said was um, hated by so many people. I mean, this person was, you know, they portrayed this ex-supply to you as being someone that should be locked up on the, th the key thrown away, someone who should be in prison. Yet they've gone back to them and they've left you who loved them and who gave them everything and who looked after their every need. And it doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense to a normally health, normal, healthy, empathic person. But the narcissist doesn't think like that. So from the narcissist's point of view, this is the way they see it. You were giving them too much trouble. You were um, asserting boundaries. You may be 
your financial situation maybe was getting not great. Maybe you were getting sick. You weren't just for for a huge variety of different reasons, weren't giving them the supply they needed. And they also may have felt that you were going to discard them. There's a huge amount of reasons as to why they actually discard people. But it's a combination of of some sometimes. So you see what you're giving them as being fantastic, but they see it in a totally different light. So if you are threatening their control in any way, or if the situation is looking as if its benefits may be declining to them, they will jump ship. And if they haven't got a new supply that they have sure, they're sure that they've secured yet, or that is up to their standard. And remember, these guys have really, really high standards. So if they ever start to tell you you're a load of crap, They chose you because you aren't a load of crap, because you stand out from the crowd, because you're exceptional, because you're very empathic and you have a lot going for you. It's always the opposite with the narcissist. It's always it's always nearly the opposite of what they say. It's it's so strange. It's so crazy. Excuse the tea drinking, guys. I find it very therapeutic and relaxing. So, yeah, so so that's their thinking when they're choosing their old supply as their new supply. But they also do this for another reason, because it does leave you perplexed, because after all the things they've said about that person, all the triangulation they did with you with with that person, they're again doing a huge triangulation and you are left totally confused. And it, like, it's incredible. You're left actually in a traumatic state because they've gone back to this person that they said was so bad. And they're now telling you that you're so bad and that this other person is better than you. What kind of headbanging stuff is this? I mean, this must tell you how disturbed they are and how much of a personality disorder that they're suffering from. This is not normal. This is not even sane thinking. But this is the way the narcissist flips people from black to white and reframes continually. So they have no solid identity. All they're interested in is who they can control who they can have power over and who they can extract the most amount of supply and residual benefits from at any given time. That is their modus operandi. That is their logic and their view of how the world should work. Take, take and take. So they have you in a distressed situation by going back to the old supply. So it kills two birds with one stone. It also keeps you in control because you take longer to recover because you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And you're doubting yourself more and more and more. And you're thinking, well, if they're going back to a really crazy person, And they're telling me that I'm worse than that person and that person's better than me. 
they're again invalidating you. And if you take that on, but you do because you're in such a confused state at that stage and your self-esteem is on the floor and it's really hard to get your head around things and you're grieving. There's a whole mixture of negativity going on there, but it really is effective in punishing you, in destroying you and in hurting you to particularly go back to an old supply. It's nearly worse than them going on to a new supply. Then, when you realise that this is also or can also be transitional supply because you heard maybe that they hopped from this person or that they kind of kept this person in the background to serve their needs while they were searching out a new supply. And then six months to a year later, if they haven't hoovered you back again, they can do this as well as going after a new supply. If you see them then with a new shiny supply toy, that can set you back again on your healing journey, say six months down the road, you've accepted that they're with the old supply. You're learning a little bit about narcissism, maybe if you've been lucky enough, which again, guys, I'll interrupt the video to say, please subscribe if this is this information is of value to you or subscribe to someone else that resonates with you, another channel. Just want to say that, pop it in there. OK, so then they'll go on to a shiny new supply and you may have to take that on board at the six month stage when you should be getting better. You should be feeling uh, the healing does usually get better at six months. And I'll do um, a video on the different stages of healing soon and leave any requests, guys, down there, by the way, if you want any specific videos that you'd like covered. And don't forget to leave buddy requests. So then they've gone off to the new supply, who is now a new new supply. So they've done the old supply as their new supply. That's supply A. And then that was transitioning. That was a safe house to go to, a safe place to go to. They extracted what they needed from that old supply. They've kept them under control. They may try the hoover on you at the same time as embedding the new, new supply. And that, guys, concludes the video because... I've done a video there on the on the new supply before, and I hope that kind of is is covering everything. But I just wanted to do this second video because a lot of people are perplexed at the narcissist going back to their in inverted commas crazy ex. And sometimes again, I'm going to cut it here now soon. Sometimes if they go back to a narcissistic ex, they're actually going back to someone who has done all those bad things on them, who is disliked universally because they are a nasty piece of work. But the narcissist doesn't care about the fact that other people perceive this person as nasty and or the fact that they are because the narcissist feels they can control this person and it, it's in their best interests to get this person under control again because it feeds the narcissist and it makes life easier for the narcissist and they have an invested, uh, together they have an invested interest in supporting each other into the future, maybe a temporary future, but they have a vested shared interest and it can often be children. And the ex-narcissist can often help your narcissist give them a leg up 
so that they they can go and find somebody who's going to be beneficial to that old relationship that they kind of maintain they maintain they fall out of they fall into they fall out of black white black white okay guys have a great day and i will see you again soon and advocate for you do not let the bees grind you down love to you bye bye